You are warmly welcome to listen to WDBE Talks, the podcast for world of digital built environment. Let's start the journey to a sustainable urban future together by unlocking urban supersensing. Hello and welcome to this episode of WDBE Talks. My name is Jack Geary and my guest is Aviad Almagor, the Division Vice President of Emerging Technologies at Trimbalink. Our topic is this year's theme of urban supersensing and the role that sensor technology plays in robotics, AI and on-site automation. Aviad, can you tell us a little bit about your career to date and what you and your team are currently working on? Sure, you know, I, I'm an architect by profession, uh, practice architecture for several years before switching to the software industry. I joined Trimble about uh, 10 years ago as part of an acquisition of a startup company. And since then, uh, my focus is on uh, innovation and emerging technologies. So basically, my team uh, is working on disruptive technologies that can help transform the industries we serve. Um, things like mixed reality, uh, brain-computer interface, quantum computing, and of course, robotics. So what is AI in construction in the context of the modern built environment, and how has the sector responded to its potential? Yeah, so you know, AI in construction is a very exciting topic. Uh, the, the industry is traditionally um, not very uh, well uh, equipped with the tools to adopt technology in a very effective way. And typically it is kind of being done in a very slow um, progress. AI can really uh, make uh, a transformation. And the reason for this is there are several uh, enabling technologies which are ready today to support AI processes. Uh, And it means that we can basically automate processes, we can predict Uh, delays in schedule, we can predict cost changes, we can predict even design issues, um, and basically even prescribe uh, and provide decision makers with the right information uh, to be efficient and to make the right decision. So it's potentially crucial in situations where time may be a factor? Oh, time is is a critical factor uh, which impacts almost everything from cost to quality um, to sustainability. And when we are dealing with construction site, you need to understand the complexity of the operation. There are so many dependencies. And if things go wrong, there is a cascading effect, which will you know, um, create delays uh, in the schedule and then uh, cost issues and quality issues and customer satisfaction, of course, will be damaged as well. This year's theme is urban super sensing. Could you tell us a little bit about the role sensor technology plays in your team's daily work? Sure, when, when you talk about urban super sensing, uh, for me, it is directly linked to the concept of a digital twin, uh, a digital replica of the physical environment. The technologies, in fact, are already here. I mean, we have uh, um, digital 3D models, we have sensors and IoT devices and cloud infrastructure, you know, and edge devices. All this is already available. Uh, what is missing is integration of the technologies that will enable us to really bring together the physical and the digital environments. And once you have those domains integrated, you can start to benefit from this process because design content that you create can actually 
feed the, the site and automate processes. Imagine robots getting information directly from a design database. Uh, and same in the other direction, in, information from the site, from sensors can feed the system concerning quality issues, uh, discrepancies, delays, and of course, later on, maintenance work and operations. And all this will improve dramatically the efficiency, uh, the quality and the safety of the construction site. Would you say that AI in construction represents a logistical as well as a technical challenge. Um, are there recurring issues you've noticed when it comes to adoption? Absolutely. I mean, from my experience, uh, technology is not the issue in most cases. It's really about adapting the technology to the real needs of the users and adapting the technology to the specific workflows. Um, it's really about making sure that what we are developing address the needs on site. Um, so resistant technology you will find everywhere, but if you will prove that a technology can really change, can really make the impact on safety or sustainability or efficiency of work, you will find the um, users, the on-site workers, the owners, the general contractors open um, to this kind of change. Is there anything practitioners can do to support your work and increase the likelihood or speed of integration? Certainly. First, uh, this is our responsibility to provide the confidence that the technology can serve the end user. And we are doing this by uh, investing in educating the market about the technology and the capabilities. We're doing this by creating a very uh, intimate relations with the customers to really understand their needs and their pains, and then to expose them to the technology in order to figure out what is working well, what is not working well, where are the technology gaps that we need to um, improve in order to make the tool really efficient. And then it's kind of a journey that we are doing together with the customers from the early uh, visionary kind of uh, the concept of uh, a technology like robotics to the actual implementation um, and the successful use of the technology. So what are the challenges that you and your team are currently trying to address? Um, are there particular obstacles when it comes to problem solving in robotics and AI? Yeah, I can, I can talk about two things uh, which are tightly related, robotics and AI. Um, so, you know, um, it is really an early phase of robotics and AI in the industry. And part of the um, challenges are to set the right expectations and to identify those use cases where the technology can be already useful. So for example, if we'll take robotics, and I will talk about the link to AI in a second, but if we will take robotics, uh, we can identify where robots can perform those dull, repetitive, and dangerous tasks and kind of direct our efforts in order to fulfill the requirements to support those tasks. For example, uh, monitoring the site, daily monitoring of the site, instead of sending a human to do this uh, repetitive work, which have some risk, of course, uh, in it, we can send a robot to perform this work and we can remotely control the robot in order to get the data almost in real time and uh, provide the decision makers with information they need to make the right decision. Or sending a robot to uh, inspect an underground infrastructure, which is again, of course, a, a safety issue. There is no reason to send a human there if I can send a machine that can perform the work and deliver the information um, to the user at the safety uh, environment in his office. So this kind of uh, um, um, processes of identifying the real need, 
what are the low-hanging fruits that we can already support with the technology and then implement it together with the customer is certainly um, a process we are we are following in order to um, kind of cope with the challenges uh, of introducing new technology and talking about the links uh, between robotics and AI uh, one of the challenges for example we have with, with robots is a special understanding so today I can take a robot and teach the robot a pass and the robot will follow this pass quite effectively using the kind of special understanding uh, and the um, mechanism that we already have in the system to uh, identify features along the path. But as we know, construction sites are very dynamic and uh, change over time, even on a daily basis. And now you need to send this robot to a different environment. AI and semantic models uh, and machine learning processes can help us better understand the environment, helps the robot better understand the environment and with this, even uh, the changes that are happening during the day will not impact the performance of the robot. So navigation can still be done. Supporting the mission is, is still possible because the robot will have the ability to identify those changes and cope with them in order to complete the mission. How important is sensor data when it comes to developing this dynamic understanding? It, does validation and data quality become a concern? One side is what data the robot will need in order to perform the mission. The other side, what data the robot can uh, capture and deliver back to the um, decision makers. So starting with the, with the first part, um, the, um, the longer the range of the reality capture sensors on the robot, the better, because it will enable the robot to better understand uh, the environment, especially in areas where you have repetitive objects. Imagine a large floor with repetitive columns. How do you know where you're standing as a robot? Um, in, in case you have a long range uh, reality capture sensors, you get the full picture. Uh, integration with design data will certainly help improve the um, special understanding. Imagine a 3D model integrated into the robot um, uh, navigation maps, which enable him to identify alternative routes, routes in case there are uh, challenges in the design route. Uh, I don't know, a pile of uh, material blocking his way uh, where it was supposed to be a pass. Um, if we have the full special understanding of the environment, the robot can, can take a different path in order to accomplish the, the mission and arrive to the right location. So this kind of um, um, capabilities are required to improve the uh, navigation of the robot in this kind of uh, changing environment. Now, back to the users, we don't care about the robot itself. We care about what is the output that this robot can deliver and how this output can support decision makers. So imagine, and this really depends on the specific task. Uh, we can use different sensors. We can use RGB cameras to monitor and communicate easily with all stakeholders in the project uh, based on daily uh, pictures that the robot will take. We can use very highly accurate um, uh, reality capture uh, devices like uh, laser scanners with millimeter accuracy in a range of uh, 100 meters. And this can really be used by uh, MEP engineers or MEP contractors to better understand the accuracy of the installation and monitor the progress uh, of the work. And this, can, this is also relevant, for example, for uh, uh, rebar cages um, where you want to make sure that every component is installed. So those are the two sides, the sensors that are being used 
to help the robot with to perform the, the mission and the sensors that are being used to capture the data and send it back to the decision makers. Did the disruption that spilled out from COVID challenge your team's work or did it reveal anything that surprised you? It's, it's a great question. And actually, um, we were surprised from the um, um, demand for robotics capabilities during the pandemic. And actually, the reason for this is that um, with, with robots on site, you can uh, do remote site visits, you can do remote monitoring, and you can provide the stakeholders the ability to, in a way, immerse themselves on site, communicate with the teams while being in a, a safe environment. So um, uh, from this respect, the pandemic actually was an interesting um, kind of um, motivator to push robotics and automated processes uh, to the industry. And where do you see the industry heading in the next five or 10 years? Are there any patterns we should potentially prepare for or approaches we should prepare to take? Well, I wish I knew the full answer, but I can uh, try and predict. Uh, we, we need to look at this in the light of other trends, not necessarily all of them are technological trends, but certainly business trends. And we do see a shift from um, um, on-site construction to prefabrication. And I believe that we'll, we'll start to see construction sites turning into assembly sites, which will in turn will help robotics to kind of be more efficient or so robotic technology to be more efficient. So we will certainly see more automated processes, autonomous machines working on site and on the AI side, um, much better predictive and prescriptive processes to support a more efficient uh, environment. And uh, finally, Aviad, can you tell us uh, a little bit about your keynote speech for WDBE 2021? It will be an opportunity to learn about the unique partnership between Trimble and Boston Dynamics and how we bring the domain knowledge from both sides in order to really help transform the construction industry. Um, and I will not say more than this, it's going to be an exciting keynote, so I encourage you all to join. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for your time and take care. Thanks for listening. Join us at wdbe.org.